This is the Flying Field Podcast. The Flying Field Podcast is a service of rcplaneviews.com and the Flying Field blog. This is episode 117, Expo Report. This episode was produced the week of January 20th, 2013. Hello modelers and welcome to this edition of the Flying Field Podcast. I'm Jim Mohan. Happy New Year to all of our listeners as this is our first episode for 2013. I hope you all had a nice holiday season and were able to update your hangar or gadget box with some of the cool devices I discussed in our last podcast. I was pleased to receive the Wing Shadow System Sky Limit combo with the Airborne Component and Programmer. With the trip to Ontario and to some cold, well, cold for Phoenix weather, I haven't installed it to give it a try. The title of this episode is Expo Report, as we'll spend our time talking a little bit about the AMA Expo held January 11th through the 13th at the Ontario Convention Center in Ontario, California. I'd also like to point out a couple of cool-looking models that have just hit the market from Horizon Hobby. In fact, part of that will include an interview with the Horizon Hobby representative Eric Johnson from the Expo floor. I also plan to have a quick video posted on my YouTube channel so you can see a little bit of what we're talking about here. Also, RC Groups has a report from Michael here with some nice photos and videos from the event. So let's get started. I attended the AMA Expo last year and was impressed with the variety of vendors, the speaker lineup, and the convention facility in Ontario. It's about five and a half hours from my home base in Phoenix. I cut one day off the trip this year, leaving on Friday morning and returning on Sunday. My wife likes to go along for the weekend getaway, so we spent Friday afternoon wandering around the Victoria Gardens Outdoor Mall that is just a few miles north and west of the Expo. There's also the Ontario Mills Mall that has mainly outlets from major retailers. There are numerous restaurants close by, so there's lots to choose from. We stay at the La Quinta Inn on Inland Empire Drive, so everything is just within a couple of minutes. It's a quiet neighborhood on the weekend, with trees and greenery, and the office buildings are closed. We got up in time to grab some breakfast at the hotel breakfast bar and headed over to the expo. Advanced tickets are the way to go. Not only are they a bit cheaper, you can avoid the long lines by just stopping at the will call window and heading in. The AMA hosted a members meeting before the expo officially opened on Saturday. President Bob Brown introduced district vice presidents who make up the executive council of the AMA. There was a presentation regarding AMA publications and the announcement that Model Aviation, the AMA's magazine, has been digitized and is available on the AMA website. Government relations head Rich Hansen provided an update on interactions with the FAA and the ongoing rulemaking process. There was also an interesting presentation on the new first-person video documents AMA has published and some of the history behind their development. Those documents are on the AMA's website. We left the meeting and entered the expo hall just after it opened. Having attended the members meeting, we avoided the lines at the front door and entered via 
a side entrance. The floor layout was similar to last year with some nice member-owned scale models along one side of the expo floor, NASA displays and the main stage along the opposite wall, and restrooms and food service across the back. I thought the crowd this Saturday was a little smaller than the day two crowd last year. That was a good thing. It was pretty easy to get to the vendors and browse their goodies or talk with them about the products they had. Again, this year Banana Hobby and Nitroplanes had the largest booths with airplanes for sale. Each had a wide variety of their popular models. Nitroplanes had their demo copy of the new Dynam F6F Hellcat that looked pretty nice as it was suspended above the booth. Pacific Coast Hobbies had a big display with lots of radios and parts and other small items along with a collection of smaller models. As I mentioned in the intro to this episode, Horizon Hobbies had two new models that caught my eye. They are the Park Zone Visionaire and the Hobby Zone Glass Air Sportsman Trainer. What's interesting about the Visionaire is that it contains the AS3X technology that Horizon Hobby has in the past limited to their micro size models. The Visionaire has a 45 inch wingspan and a 42 and a half inch length. Built as a 3D type model, it will be interesting to see the pilot reports on how the AS3S works with this larger size plane built for advanced aerobatics. It's got a 10 size brushless motor and comes with a Spectrum receiver and a 2200 3 cell LiPo. The Glass Air Sportsman is also a fairly big foam model. It is a typical high wing trainer with a 54 inch wingspan and 35 inch length. It comes RTF or ready to fly with a 480 size brushless motor, 1300 milliamp 3 cell LiPo, charger, and Spectrum DX4 4 channel DSMX transmitter. The Sportsman also comes with HobbyZone's virtual instructor. By flipping a couple of switches on the transmitter, you can configure the airplane to return to level flight when the sticks are released. The settings will let you limit the control throws while the student is just starting out and adding authority as their skill increases. When proficient, the virtual instructor can be turned completely off. It is still in pre-order status as we record this today. I had the chance to visit with Eric Johnson from Horizon Hobby, and here's a bit of that conversation from the convention floor. So as I've been looking at the um, uh, Horizon Hobby display here at the AMA Expo, uh, one of the things that's caught my eye is this Visionaire airplane with the AS3X. When I was here last time, it was the Ultra model, uh, Ultra Micros. Sure. And now we've moved into larger airplanes using this technology. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, obviously the uh, AS3X and the Ultra Micros have been very, very popular. Uh, stabilization. It, if you fly one, you can see immediately the difference. Um, you know, it really dampens the wind. Uh, that allows a lot more precise control, um, and so we wanted to, to bring that up to the park flyer level, of course. And if, and the, the Visionaire is the first park flyer that we've had that uses AS3X uh, stabilization system, and then found out it's the, the perfect platform to do it because a couple things. Number one is Kike Samanzini did the design work of the airplane, and so um, the engineering he did was perfect, very lightly loaded, um, very lightweight. Um, and if you look at the latest uh, innovations, as far as you know, he's worked through um, with people like George Hicks and so forth um, 
and then you add in the AS3X and it allows it to be the perfect uh, uh, sport pilot 3D airplane. So the guy who's always wanted to try 3D airplanes um, or advance his sport skill, uh, you know, but he's always been very nervous. Um, this allows him to have a lot more confidence and ultimately makes you probably maybe even a little better pilot than what you are. And so uh, we will be again, shipping this in the middle of January. That, yeah, it's a very nice airplane and certainly larger and it's got all of the components of a 3D airplane, big flat wings, huge control surfaces there. Yeah, yeah, it actually comes uh, for line and fly, so it'll include everything except for the transmitter. It comes with a brand new Spectrum AR635 receiver, which is that integration of the AS3X. Uh, it's a full range sport receiver. What we suggest is um, we're only talking about electric aircraft at this point and 90 size and below. So no glow, um, no gas, anything like that, but um, you could actually use that same receiver and put it in lots of other sport, you know, park flyers, whether it be a warbird that, um, you know, needs some, uh, you know, added stability, something maybe like a Messerschmitt or something that typically is very difficult to land, um, or any any airplane you want to that's uh, 90 size and below that's electric, and it comes with the 25C um, uh, 3S battery pack that's a 2200 milliamp hour, so a uh, really good package. Um, we think it's going to be a phenomenal, really wide envelope product from the guy that's the really advanced 3D pilot already that wants something that he can just pull out of his car and enjoy, it can really, uh, really shine in the hands of someone who really is a as an expert, but also predominantly the markets for the guy looking to move up and advance his skills into 3D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've had an opportunity to fly a couple of the Ultra Micros in the AS3X, and yeah, they do what they're advertised to do. We're flying them outside and kind of windy days, yeah. and they're just rock solid. They are, they really are. Now, one of the other things I just got an email from, uh, from Horizon Hobby, was talking about the pre-orders for this glass air ready to fly as a trainer. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, in the past we've never done anything for Channel with Hobby Zone because it is our primarily our teach yourself to fly airplane and most people have a lot of difficulty anything beyond three channels to start with. The consumer thinks they want ailerons but they really don't because what happens is uh, because they usually are not so gentle on the sticks the airplane ends up uh, rolling inverted and then suddenly you know within three seconds they've lost the, the aircraft but what we have done is added um, uh, We've got already a one semblance of a virtual instructor aircraft. That was the Firebird Stratus that we introduced last year. This goes up to um, to even more. It's uh, our second phase airplane with virtual instructor, and it is our first four-channel teach yourself to fly airplane. And it's great because uh, this virtual instructor will protect the pilot essentially from himself from over control. It has a bank limiting protection, so the airplane cannot roll too too much, um, and also has a great wing leveling function. So if you just kind of get disoriented for a second, let go of the other stick the airplane will snap back you know slowly mm -hmm. back to neutral so um, so you don't have to worry about that but then also for the guy who wants to advance he can turn that off if he wants and so he'll have um, you know he can turn it off if he chooses to it has full control of all times um, comes with the DX4E transmitter um, a 1300 milliamp battery pack it is a fantastic flying airplane even for guys who uh, will not require the virtual instructor um, but just want the full control of all times it is, with the tricycle landing gear, it's the perfect type of, type of a touch and go uh, 
not lots of wing area. It's a mm-hmm. very floaty airplane. It's very friendly for beginners. Um, it, it's just we are really excited. It's got our um, our uh, Z foam construction, so it's very durable for the first time pilot that really needs some added durability. We're really excited about it. And it's not a small airplane. I was no. looking at the spec sheets, like 52, 56 yeah. inch wingspan, right, right. A 480 size motor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to move. It is, and and uh, it's that added stability in the size and for the beginner that they can see a larger airplane. You know, it can take a little bit more wind because of the stability system with two axis stability as well. And so that's we think the perfect package for a guy who says, hey, I understand that um, a lot of people suggest I should start with something four channel. Um, and so it allows the guy with to have his full four channels that of course allows him to advance much more quickly into other four channel aircraft or beyond, but has the, uh, the added safety benefit of the virtual instructor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Anything, other things interesting for 2013 coming from uh, Horizon Hobby? Always lots of stuff. Of course, we've got <laughs> helicopters here. You know, we've got larger stuff like this uh, Super Decathlon that uh, we just introduced uh, from Hangar 9. We've got a Messerschmitt that we just introduced for Hangar 9. Um, car stuff on their side of the booth. Uh, you know, uh, we primarily are showing most only our new stuff here because we're limited uh, in space, but uh, we're excited. We always have some new and uh, innovative products. So. No, it's great. I, I see some of the ultra micro AS3Xs and I've flown the Cub. The guy at our field has flown the uh, the, the MiG-15 or MiG-17, whatever it is. And the Mosquito too, which is a little twin engine. Yep. It's crazy. And we actually just also introduced a new ultra micro P-40. And so that'll be our second ultra micro with AS3X. The Spitfire was the first. The P-40 is now our second. And we'll be shipping that I think at the end of January. So we're really excited about that. It's got the great scale looks um, with a three-bladed prop and a traditional Flying Tiger scheme. So I'm really excited about that as well. Great. Well, have a great show and thanks for taking a few minutes to talk with me. Thanks. I appreciate it. One of the other fun things that happened at the Expo is the chance to rest your feet while listening to some interesting speakers. This year was no exception. NASA Representative Jerry Budd gave an interesting presentation on how NASA was and will be using model aircraft as they research ways to air launch space vehicles behind a tow aircraft instead of from a fixed ground-based launch site. AMA member Gary Vogel discussed early flight activities on the West Coast and his new book called Quest for Flight. The main character is John Montgomery, who was making advances in heavier-than-air flight at the same time the Wright brothers were. It was interesting to learn that the large General Aviation Airport in San Diego that I've been by many times was named after him, Montgomery Field. Up next for me is the Arizona Electric Festival in Apache Junction, Arizona, which is in the far northeast corner of the Phoenix metro area. I've gotten my pilot number and am looking forward to spending Friday and Saturday with what has traditionally been a great group of modelers from around the country. There's an event thread with information and usually a photo thread for each day's activities where participants share their pictures from the day's events. I've gotten a new camera that I plan to put through its paces at the event. I was talking with a friend at the field the other day who said his buddy had gotten pilot number 200, so there'll be at least 200 registered pilots. The Arizona Model Aviators Club does a great job with this event. Pre-registration is closed, but you can get more information at the event website www.azelectricfestival.com. AZ Electric Festival is one word.
Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Flying Field Podcast. Links to some of the products mentioned here can be found in the show notes. Look for them at www.flyingfieldblog.rcplaneviews.com. Click on the podcast category on the right side of the page. This was episode 117. Until next time, happy modeling and fly safe.